now, it's Gardening Talkback with gardening specialist Scott Sharp. Welcome back to Gardening Talkback on 2 RFM. Greg Richard here, joined by Judy Sharp today. Judy, great to see you back in the studio. Yeah, good to see you, Greg. Excellent. What have you got for us today? Well, it's autumn, isn't it? Well, yeah, officially. Officially, yes. Was it yesterday? Was autumn? Yeah, and it was a day late, remember, because the oh, bleak right, yeah. yeah. Had a bit of an extra day. If we did. So lots of autumn jobs we need to be doing. Right. So a lot of problems to talk about. Excellent. So a lot, a lot of raking, that comes after. Sometimes maybe feeding and stuff like that. And we've got Linda from Adowie and Judy, and she's got a question about orchids. Oh, good afternoon, Linda. What could I help you with your orchid? Yes, I've got a couple of indoor orchids, phalaenopsis that we call them. Ah, that's right. The little <laughs> well, ones, the little yeah, ones. Well, one's got um, a green stem on it and the other one had a brown stem on it. So I cut the brown stem off, but I'm not sure what to do with the green one. Do you cut them off or...? I or gather what? you had a flower on your brown stem and the flower died? Yes, they've, they've, all the flowers are gone. Right. And one was given to me, the one with the brown stem. So that, that was... Um, you know, the flowers are already gone, but the, the stem on it, where the flowers were, is was brown, so I chopped that off. But I wasn't sure about the green one, because I've read a lot of different things about them, and I wasn't sure whether you actually do cut them off or not. Well, I wouldn't cut the green one, but the brown one, uh, are you telling me that you just went zap right down to the ground? Well, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> You'll notice um, that now that it's gone, um, that there were little nodules all the way down that stem. So yes. you, ac you actually cut just above a nodule. Okay. And that's where they shoot their new flower stems from. Okay, then. All right, so, the leaves are great. I mean, I've got a couple of new leaves on both of them, but and I, I thought but while that stem was green, I didn't want to cut it, so I thought I'll leave that. I'm a bit inclined to say no, don't, because okay. you're going to have to rely on that stem now for flowers. All right. Okay. And what about the other one? Will that come back, you reckon? Uh, not if you kind of just went zap down at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, you, um, if you, how low did you cut it? Um, probably a couple of nodules up. Oh, no. Look, it'll be all right. Okay. Yep. Yeah, no, that, what that provides is the new flowering stems. Okay. Okie doke. All right then. Well, thank you very much for that. That's okay. You're quite welcome. Just keep it in a well-lit spot inside. Well, they are. They're in a very well-lit room. And also I read somewhere where you, maybe you, how you water them, you stick a, an ice cube on them. But is that a good idea? Oh, look, you know, you could, <laughs> you could do it that way, but it's, um, it's unnecessary. They actually yeah. don't like to get too wet uh, because they can rot. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're fairly easy to look after. I mean, uh, Scott Sharp has one he's had in his kitchen for years and years, and it's the only plant he's got in his house. I'll dob him in. <laughs> um, and it's always in flower, but it is on the end of his kitchen table where it gets all the light from the window. Oh, okay then. So yeah. look for a spot like that. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks very much, Judy. You're welcome. Okay, bye. Bye. Jeez, we've got Amanda now from Clarence Town. She's got a question about roses. Hello, Amanda. Hello, how are you going? Very well, thank you, my dear. And are you probably ringing to see if you can prune them now, are you? Um, no. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I have Actually, I have been doing that a little bit anyway. But I wanted to know how would I treat the black spot and 
bit of yellowing underneath on the leaves. I'm assuming that's from too much rain. Yeah, look... Actually, the roses have held pretty well throughout this drought. I've been very mm-hmm. surprised. Uh, mm-hmm. And, of course, now we're getting not only rain but humidity and uh, yeah. that's what causes the, the fungal diseases. Have you got any copper oxychloride? No, I don't. Uh, have you got any rose sprays that have a mix of insecticide and fungicide in them? I have got something, but I just can't remember what it is. It's in a yellow can. <laughs> well, that could possibly be um, the rose spray, but just double-check before you, you use it and uh, spray them late in the afternoon. Okay, but all you, right. But, you know, uh, the end of February is an ideal time, and even though we're in March now, we're just out of February, an mm-hmm. ideal time to give your roses roses, a light prune, a third off, and feed them up with some sudden impact. Okay, all uh, right. And you'll right. get roses right through until you do your big winter prune. Okay, no worries. So with that spraying... Should I do that sort of just every night, just over the next few days, or...? Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Probably only once in 10 days or once a week. Right. Okay. Yep, yep. yep. But okay. you'll find right. now we're in autumn and the mm-hmm. humidity will go. The roses generally recover, but particularly if you feed them. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Now, Judy, autumn's in full, just started. Yes, yeah. We've got to start looking out for army grub, I believe. Oh, it's late this year. Right. Well, what happened, everyone thought it was the drought and they weren't watering their lawn and now all of a sudden we've had all the rain and the lawn's springing up just in patches and then they're all the bare patches. Um, So a lot of people are coming in with lawn grub. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, it's not too late to treat it. Need, they need to treat, treat it now. Yep. Or we need to treat it now. And best way to do that? Uh, best way to do that is there are granulars, which are very popular. But, of course, with granulars, you have to stand and water them in. Now, we're still on those restrictions before 10 and after 4. Yep. So a lot of people aren't home at that time. So you're probably better off getting a liquid one that you either water on or you spray on. And you always do it late in the afternoon. That's when the little horrors come to the surface. So you've got a better chance of getting them. That's when they come up for a look around. Yeah, for a look around and lay some more eggs probably. So um, how's your lawn going? It's going well. It's shot back up. I've got to mow it again. Fancy. All this rain, it it was dead three weeks ago. You could walk on it. Yeah. And just, it was just all dry. Now it's all shut up and green again. I found that too. I, the one thing I did, didn't put water on was the lawn because when you get rain, it does come up very quickly and always lush and nice. So you haven't got any holes or bare patches? No, there's a couple of bare patches at the back, but I don't oh. think it's only grub. Or oh, well, if you keep getting them, you know you're in trouble. I'm sure, I think it's just. I think I've just got bare patches in the in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you give them a little bit of fertilizer and top dress? I could do, yeah. And there's another product, Green Flourish. Yep. You water that on, and it's meant for indoor plants, but it is wonderful for bare patches in the lawn. But right, yeah. you, you don't just water it over the bare patch. You've got to go on the 
On the grass. On the grass. So, so the grass moves over. Yeah, so the grass right. moves. Hey, Greg, you're getting so good at this oh, program. Eventually, I'm picking stuff up after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to do it one day if Scott and I are missing. One day. <laughs> one day. Maybe about 10 years, probably. <laughs> not that long, not that long. <laughs> And with autumn coming in, we've got to start looking at feeding citrus, apparently, Judy. Oh, yes, definitely. March is the ideal month to feed citrus. And we need to um, discriminate here, Greg, Okay. about the situation. Right, the situation. The situation is very important with citrus. Now, if you've got them growing in the ground, you apply poultry manure. Okay, yep. And that is out to the drip line. You, of course, know what that is. Yep. But Should, just refresh my memory again. <laughs> well, the drip line is, <laughs> that's where their feeder roots are, and it's out at the extreme canopy of the tree. Okay, right, yep. Yeah, you knew, you, yep. yeah I knew you'd remember. But you must water first before you put the poultry on. <clears throat> put the poultry on and then water it in. And then about three weeks later, you repeat that exercise with the watering and you put citrus food on. Okay, now, I really have to emphasise for our listeners, they are ground-grown citrus. Please don't go and do that to the ones growing in pots because right. they will defoliate. Okay. What, is that the chicken manure that does that? or No, it's the citrus food. Oh, okay. Chicken manure probably won't help, um, but a lot of people come in, they say, oh, you know, my citrus has lost all its leaves. And it's an easy answer. You straight away say to them, did you use citrus food? Now, there was a time when the package was labelled very clearly on the front, do not use on potted plants. Now, I don't know why they have removed that from them because it still causes the plant to defoliate. And uh, so what you use is a slow-release fertiliser, something like bounce back. And um, that's on your potted plants. Now, again, you would water and then water it in as well. But um, March and September are the both months to fertilise citrus twice a year. They need March and September. Right, yeah. So it's all, all your citrus, your oranges, your lemons. Everything. Everything. All your citrus, yeah. And keeping in mind that March can be hot and so can September. Um, that's why you make sure you water the ground before you apply it. Right. Well, yeah, it's going to be hot today, so... Well, yeah, seemingly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Jan from East Maitland, and Judy, she needs some advice about get ridding, getting rid of crabgrass. Oh, Jan, that's a nasty thing, isn't oh, it? Oh, God, Donna, we've got the backyard covered in it. Oh, and you never, right. never had it before, but, oh, it's, I tried digging, digging up some of it out, but my hands are that sort of can't move them. Yes, what kind of uh, lawn have you got, Jan? Oh, I don't know, Tom. We used to have blue, blue grass, what do you call it? Blue, blue cooch? Yeah, but we didn't have that out the back, but we had a nice lawn. I don't, I'm not a gardener, my husband is, but he's not well at the moment, so I'm doing all the talking. Um, <laughs> and the working, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, give, I'll give that up as a bad job, and I'm just wondering, he tried to hit it with a little bit of Roundup yesterday, but my God, the whole backyard's covered in it, Judy. Yes, now, but uh, the roundups. Never had it before. The roundups no good for the grass, though. No, I know, and he's just sort of touching it in the middle of the. But I mean, it's not just half a dozen; it's hundreds of the rotten things. Oh right, okay. Now I think you need a selective herbicide. Mm. 
That's why I was wondering about your grass. You haven't got buffalo out the back, have you? Mm, I've heard Barry talk about buffalo. Is that a coarse, leafy sort of thing? It is, yeah. Yeah, but it's not all that, I don't think, darling. It's mainly this bloody crabgrass, so it wouldn't matter if it... <laughs> Well, listen, his Roundup's going to do that anyway. So, uh, look, there are a couple of products. Uh, the safe one is Bindi. Bindi, yeah. Bindi. I just used that for the other bindies and that, but it's yep. all right for that, is it? Oh, yes, yeah. Yep, all definitely. Right. It takes out most weeds. Uh, Have but you seen the weeds on them? Yes, yes. I'm five foot nine and they're longer than my legs, I'll tell you. (laughs) Five foot nine. (laughs) You think they're never going to stop coming out the ground? (laughs) Well, you definitely need to hit them with a spray, but um, you need to do it while the grass is long. It can't, oh, right. it can't be mown. Right. If your husband's or yourself, seeing you're doing the work, goes out there and mows it down and then applies the herbicide, it doesn't work. Oh, it right. needs well, to be growing. It yesterday to make it look a bit tidy because oh, it's driving me crazy. I can't stand to look at the rotten stuff. Okay, well, now we've got to wait a couple of weeks for it to grow again mm-hmm. and then apply some bin dye. And the grass needs to be dry mm-hmm. and it needs six hours of sun. Right. Now, if that isn't successful the first time, then I'd increase the rate of the product. Uh, increase the bin dye rate? Yes, yep. yeah. And if I'd, I'd use a truckload if I could get it. <laughs> <laughs> but look, Jan, I'd love to tell you to use another product, but I'm a bit doubtful about what kind of grass you've got. So uh, I think you want me to ask my husband. We've got a cup. Got it one second. Yes, yes. Hang we've on, got, darling. We've got all afternoon. Yeah, yeah. God love you. <laughs> we can just talk amongst ourselves now, I Judy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't got it in your grass, have you, Greg? No, that I'm aware of. No, no. But I still, I'm still um, suspicious about those brown patches in the back of your lawn. I think they're just bare patches. Ah, uh, okay. I'm definitely sure they're not. There's no grub involved. All right, okay. You uh, could do the the tin test or the old bit of carpet test. What's that? You know what that is. You wet it mm-hmm. late this afternoon or before you go to Betty Buys. Yep. Lay it over the gr- green and Hello, the brown. Hello, darling. He's oh, away with the fairies right. today. He's oh, is well. it? Oh, okay. <laughs> but he can't, can't remember what it is. He can't remember. He okay. Can't. Well, we're going to stick with Bindi, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll tell him that, darling. I'll write all that down. I, I've got to be in the in the, leave it on there for eight hours and it's got to be done in the shade, not in the sun. No, 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 it needs the sun. Oh, it's got to be... No, it's probably with the fairies myself. Yeah, no, it needs uh, the sun. It needs six hours of sun. Six hours of sun, right. Yeah, and yeah. then don't mow it for a couple of weeks because yeah. sometimes it it's takes a while. Long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but even after you apply it. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell him, Judy, and if I can't get any satisfaction, I'll... I'll he's telling me it's crabgrass. I've already told her that. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't get any satisfaction, I'll well, ring then you back. ring me back. Okay, dear, righty. Okay, darling, Good bye. luck with it. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, Jan. <laughs> oh, Greg, back to the um, carpet yeah, that's treatment. Right. Yeah. Before we we're really interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, what you do, you get a piece of old mat or something, wet it, yep. lay it down on where you've got green grass and the brown bit because the army grubs left the brown bit. Oh, and they're okay. under the green bit. Right. And then get up early in the morning and flip it over 
and if you've got them, they're under there under the bit of wet carpet. Okay, I'll I'll try that this afternoon. Yeah, I'll, I've just if, got to find some bit of carpet now. <laughs> I can't rip up the one inside. <laughs> what about an old bit of tin? Oh, possibly a I'll, doormat. Oh yeah, a doormat. I can do that. Okay, yeah. there you go. I'll use have, the doormat. I'll have, I'll have a rummage around. I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there um, use that trick. That's how everyone generally ascertains that they've got a hummy grub. Right, sounds like a good trick. It's a very good trick. It's an old one too. <laughs> then we've got Sally, and she's got a question about onion weed. Hello, Sally. What oh, can dear, I help you with? You? Oh, I'm very well, and how are you? Well, 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 except the onion weed. Um, and I know I've got usually dug it out. Is that the only solution, or is there any sort of, you know, treatment you can put on to eradicate onion weed in the lawn? Oh, it's in the lawn, is it? In the front one or the back one? Because that's big. Uh, mainly in the front. In and the on front? The bird, on the bird, you know? Right, okay. So what have you tried so far? Nothing yet, because with the lawn, the way it's been, I was waiting for, you know, the rain, and now it's all sprouted with the rain, and it's been too hot to sit out there. <laughs> 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 and I did that when we first moved here. I, I, I probably did, it was nearly all onion weed back in the day, so I mean, it's not as much, but it's still coming up because obviously you don't always get every final little bit out, and so obviously it's coming up again. So... Yeah, I just don't know whether I just have to wait for it to be cooler and go back to digging, or is there something else I can use? Uh, well, Sally, you know, it's um, just a laborious job, you realise that, and none of the chemicals yeah, work, none of them work, except okay. um, you probably listened at some stage when Scott recommends wearing a surgical glove and then a cotton one over the top and right. dipping your fingers in the Roundup Oh, okay. And wiping that up and down the onion weed. And oh. it definitely works because that isolates it from going on the grass, you doing it with, yeah. the, with the glove yeah. on. And because you've got the surgical glove on underneath, you can't, yeah. you know, you're not touching the chemical. No. The no, other way you can go is... Work on it, does it? Oh, yes, yeah. So you've got those. I've got one of those sticks, you know, the little... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, no. So I can dab it just that? Yes, definitely. As long as you don't dab too much, darling, and put it all over. I know. That's the whole trouble. You know, I might pull off a little bit of grass around it, but I think if I do it before it gets too, you know, too wet, it's going to get wet. Takes over, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And out out the front of your garden, you get um, afternoon sun, don't you? Yeah, we'll see this. Morning and afternoon, really. Oh, right, okay. Well, that's what you need. When you go and do it, do it early in the morning so you're getting six hours of sun. Okay. And that. I'll give it a go when it. I won't. Not today, obviously, but once it cools down a bit, I'll get out there and get into it. Yeah, so I'm surprised it's become so hot today. I didn't think it would get to that temperature. No, I didn't either because I thought it was the end of the hot days. But anyway, maybe this is the last one. Maybe it is, darling. Well, you let me know how you get on. Yeah, thanks, Jude. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Thank you, Sally. Lovely talking to you. I know everyone will recognise who it is. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk soon. soon. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, Sally. I heard actually another idea is like getting a syringe or an eyedropper. Yeah, you can do it that way. Yeah, yep. We've got Diane now from Summerland Point, and she's got a question about creep myrtle. Hello, Diane. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm ringing on behalf of my niece who lives in Linfield in Sydney and she's got a crepe myrtle that she says is about three years old 
about two metres tall in the ground. Um, she says the soil around it's not great and the soil around it is fairly rocky, but it's never ever flowered. She's wondering what if you've got any pointers on what she might be able to do with it to get it to do something. Yeah, um, crepe myrtles, actually, you do see them in street planting a lot. Um, and, you know, they're never, you don't necessarily have to plant them in the wonderful soil where you see them growing in some places. Uh, I would suggest that she applies some cow manure. Uh, she probably needs to build the body of the soil up, maybe some mushroom compost as well. That could okay. be the problem. Uh, she would know, if she's only planted it recently herself, what the soil was like underneath. Right. And the cow manure is enough as a, of a fertiliser for it? Or? Oh, yes. No, the, yeah. yeah, but she might miss out on flowering this year. Right. Um, but, you know, regular fertilising. Sulphate of potash, if right. she applies that regularly next year, it could encourage flowering as well. But is the plant looking happy? Yeah, apparently it looks all right. It just isn't doing anything. Yeah, it could also be, you know, sometimes they're grafted. Depends okay. how good the graft is. But right. tell her to use the mushroom compost as well. Okay, then. Okay. Thanks very much for that. You're welcome, Diane. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. And we've got Suzanne from Redhead, and she's got a question about Vinca. Hello, Suzanne. Yeah. How are Hello. you? Well, thanks, Judy. Um, I've just got, as I said, I've got a question about vincas. I know they're only really simple little plants, but I do, I love white vincas just to brighten up spots in the garden. Yes. And uh, so, so I've got some, and they're going really, really well, and I'll put them, you know, next to it, and then they'll often, they either really go really well, or the opposite, they wilt, and the leaves all kind of, yeah, just all fold up and, and it dies. And I just think, what is the difference between... I think I must be doing something, but I don't know what. Any ideas? Okay. Now, Vinca likes the heat. You realise that? Yeah. That's why they do so well. Um, yeah. Now, has this happened after we've had the heavy rains? Uh, it's been happening for years, to be honest. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you growing them out in the sun or, you know, in some yeah. shade? Yeah. Actually, you know what? I always... Um, I'm just looking out. I've got a lot of... I'm a big gardener, so I have... Uh, a lot of plants, but the ones that go really well kind of get the the morning sun, midday sun, and they they're in the shade of the afternoon, and they're the, the best ones. But they're, I've got them like all around. I'll plant them anywhere. There's a little gap, and um, as I say, they you know one's in the full sun now. I can see, but like a foot to the right of that, it's it's all it's just died. So it, all the leaves just kind of shriveled yeah, up. Did yeah, they go they yellow? Did they go yellow? No, no, I don't think they do go yellow. They just kind of just start dying off. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go outside right now, Judy. <laughs> but, yeah, and I thought, if, and maybe, I think when I plant them, like sometimes I add a bit of poultry manure and kind of dig it in and then I'll plant it. So maybe I'm killing it them that way. Yes, I, yes, think? definitely. And with vincas, you wouldn't use poultry manure. You would okay. use cow manure. And you right. always use it a week before you plant. Okay. That's probably what I'm doing to everything. Yep, that's, that's what you're doing, darling, yeah. Mm. Um, I was just going to talk about spring annuals. Uh, at this time of year, we now use uh, poultry manure. Yeah. But in yeah. the summer, you use cow manure, and vincas are a summer plant. 
Okay, yeah. Camel yeah. Newell for summer. All yeah. right. I've got both and blood and bone. I never know. <laughs> no, and don't overdo with a blood and bone. It can burn yeah. badly. Uh, yeah. Look, I think um, probably what you're doing is if you're planting and putting the cow, uh, the poultry in at the same time, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. So okay. you need to, whatever manure you use, yeah. uh, you leave a week before you plant. Sure. Okay. okay. I'm just out here now. I've just broken it off a bit. And, yeah, they just all wilt. Yeah, I so think that's, that's what's it. happening, dear, yeah. I suspected as such. Yeah. And I thought all these natives, Judy, and then they died. <laughs> uh, now, and also, at Redhead, um, you know, it's a continual battle not for the water. With the salt, yeah. To, oh, even just to run off the, the, um, the lawn and, you know, you'll, it, it just doesn't penetrate the water. It just wants to repel the water. So I'm continually just putting on the wetter soil stuff. Is, is that that's the, that the go? Is that what yes, you do, that, do you Yes, that is fine. Or saturate. Yeah, yeah. Both of those products are good. But I just yeah. should mention to you that Vic, vinkers aren't perennial. Do you understand what that is? Vinkers aren't perennial. They don't um, last. They don't go on and on and on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, that's actually, okay. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do like the, the ones I've got though. Like they often last for years. So yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They last for years. But yeah, I know they. I know they're not. You know, annuals. Or, yeah, I thought they were just kind of a temporary thing. Yeah, but, they're an annual um, rather than a perennial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, so well, I love the ones I've let's got. look at Thank the manure you. from now on and uh, take and your time planting. Week. Yep, definitely. Thanks. And with that little gems and things, you, what, what manure would you use with those? Cow manure. Foods? Cow with little Cow well. manure. The, look, the only product, uh, the only plants you use poultry on, I have to be quick, are citrus yep. and roses. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm getting the wrong ones. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, Judy. I okay. You're it. welcome. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much there, Suzanne from Redhead. We're almost out of time for another week, Judy Sharp. Thank you for coming in. Yes, it was uh, lovely to see you, Greg. Before you do step out, is there anything you'd like to mention? Oh, look, I should mention annuals will be uh, now in all the out, uh, outlets uh, spring annuals, pansies uh, stocks um, and it is too hot yet to plant them. Okay. If you plant too early you'll find they shrivel and they get very unhappy so I'd always wait until the end of March, towards the middle of March to even plant pansies Okay, I was going to say April but that's close enough that's close enough, yep. Right. Judy Sharp, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks, Greg, and I'm looking forward to hearing about those brown patches in your lawn. Yes, I've got to find some tin or a... What was it? A, a, a bit of mat. bit of mat, yeah. Your doormat. Use your door, doormat. Can you use a towel? Yeah, you could. All right, yeah, done. I can, use, I can get an old towel. You can. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.